Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. That kid is back on the escalator again. And don't hurt. Is my boomstick. Game over, man. Game over. Welcome to the Bargain Bin. He is your host, Ben Mason. And he is your co-host, Sandro Lucetic. And today we're talking 1994's Double Dragon. Uh, like I said last week, normally say if you're listening to this episode, we assume you already saw the movie. Some people found that to be uh, a little bit exclusive. So uh, what we're going to say now is we're going to spoil the shit out of it. Enjoy. Now, Sandro, we are joined today in Halifax, recording live by our friend Josh from Pixel Opinions. How did this come to be and why is he sitting next to me on my couch? Don't you ask him, man. Josh, why are you here in Halifax with Sandra and I sitting next to me on my couch? I don't know, man. He just told me to be here, and that's how I got here. Didn't I tell you? He's just that big of a Double Dragon fan. Yeah. He's true. like, I will fly to Halifax to review that. He First, told me you guys are doing Double Dragon. I'm like, uh, get me on that plane. <laughs> First time ever in Halifax just because Double Dragon. And Donair Pete. And oh, I mean, that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Double, Double Dragon recovering, guys, because it's uh, a, a movie based on a video game in, I would say, name and characters only. Correct. Yep. Um, <laughs> now, I haven't seen this since it came out, so it's been 29 years. Ugh. Um, this is where you ask us our history with the movie. No, no, I'm going to say I remember this not being a good video game film. And I really remember it feeling more of a, a comic book adaptation. That's what it felt like to me. Okay. It felt like a goofy kids comic movie adaptation. And the first thing I saw when researching it, after not recognizing the director's name, is that the story is by Paul Dini, who I don't know if either of you know Paul Dini, but he did a lot of the writing on Batman the Animated Series, and he created the Harley Quinn character. Wow. Uh, and that, that makes perfect sense to me now, because this, this does feel like it should have been like a a cartoon, an animated series, a, a kid's comic book adapted to film. So, I remember hating this movie growing up, so I'm glad we get to watch it together, but what, what are your memories of this movie? I mean, if I think back to it, because, again, I saw it when I was a kid, I mean, I can't say I had fond memories of it as a kid. I thought it was just like a stupid kind of slapstick, you know, comedy in a sense, um, with some bad martial arts in it which I might not be that wrong, honestly, going back and watching it again. But, um, yeah, it was not fond memories of this as a video game adaptation at all. Sandra? I had pretty neutral memories of it, because I did watch it when it was brand new, and that was so long ago that I really couldn't remember much of it. Really, my opinion of it was based primarily on the social idea that it's just a bad movie. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, it's a bad movie, because that's what people say. That had the T-1000 and Alyssa Milano in it. That's, that's what I knew of it. <laughs> Great. This is going to go well, I can tell. <laughs> Speaking um, of my memory of it, which is entirely based on who's in the movie. Mm -hmm. Ben. Yeah. <laughs> this is a tough one. I know. This is, I, don't like this. I don't like this game normally. I really don't like it now because before we get into this game, I'd like to let listeners know that we're recording a bit differently this time, and that instead of watching the movie, taking notes, and going through it scene by scene, we are watching it in about 10 or 15 minute segments, pausing it, and then talking about it. So there are people in this movie 
that we haven't even gotten to yet. So not only is it difficult, because I'm sure there's a lot of people it, that are in this that we've covered before that I won't remember, but there are, like, I haven't seen this in 29 years. Seven. There's seven? Seven. Oh, I mean, some are really, really minor, but yes. I've got, like, two. Well, I did my first Three. viewing like a good podcaster before this, so... I was busy prepping for your arrivals. Okay. All right. So, I'm not going to be able to guess the movies that they were in. Okay. But I'll try the actors. I'm going to say right now, from this moment forward and for futures, we are disqualifying Aliong. <laughs> Damn it. Because... Because exactly that. We're up to, like, six. Yeah. So it's just not even fair anymore. You can just say Aliong. Aliong. All right. Okay. We got it. Six more. Okay. Aliong. <laughs> uh, Nils Allen Stewart. Yeah. He was Boa Bobo. Yeah. Uh, I, he's an, he's an Aliong presence for me as well, because he's in so many different things. One that we've done. Okay. I, I remember him from The Mask, but... Uh, oh god. It wasn't Showdown, was it? No, what What was he in? He was a bouncer in Firepower. Ah, that's right. That's right. That's a great movie. Uh, Alyssa Milano. Correct. And I know from Glory Days. Correct. Which I did not mention when I was on the Film Alchemist podcast. Correct. Um, and? Commando. Correct. Yes. All right. So you got Alyssa Milano. Josh, I'm really good at this game. She's um, probably the biggest presence of anyone in any other movie that we've done. Have we touched on Mark Dacascus? Nope. Okay. And definitely not Scott Wolf. Uh, Robert Patrick? Correct. Cameo. Oh, I don't, I don't know. It involved a golden ticket. Oh, that's right. Last action hero. He legitimately appears as T-1000 yeah. again in Last Action Hero. I was thinking, like, there's no way we covered Wayne's World 2. Did you know that Al Leong was in Last Action Hero? Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> you got three more. You're doing great. Uh, yeah, that's where it ends, though, because I don't know who else is in this movie. We already saw one of them. Uh, I don't know. Okay, I'm so out. Andy Dick, who was oh, the smogcaster right. in this. We did show up quickly there, yeah. yeah like, was Jack in In the Army Now. Yes. Which was a prominent role. Yes. Uh, Leon Russum. No idea. Who was Chief Delario. Was in Silver Bullet as uh, Bob Coslaw. Oh, shit. Yeah, he was. You're right. Yep. Oh, my God. And now the most minor one, and I only included this because, it, and okay, I did break my rule of no uncredited, but Scott Wolf was an uncredited thug in TMNT. That makes sense. So there That you does go. make sense. All right. Well, I failed that one again. <laughs> no, you did quite well. I, I told you, Josh, I'm great at this game. <laughs> Right. I mean, it seems like a pretty fun game for you guys, so... <laughs> so let's get into the actual movie, then. Alright, so we start off with the history of this medallion. And honestly, I don't remember the medallion from the games. I don't think it is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wh what do we think of this? Because it starts off with uh, Al Leong <laughs> and other warriors fighting monks... Uh, in China. In China to find this medallion. One half of which represents body, the other half, soul. Why not mind? I, what? Body and soul, I guess, but body and mind makes sense for, the, for a martial arts movie so much more. Yeah, the theme, I think, is a little odd on this one that they decided to go with body and, and soul. But... And I hate that this is modern day. 
but it really feels like a flashback to finding this right i, I thought was it so was confused too. i was like is this a thousand years ago in china <laughs> like no <laughs> it's right now and i was stoked for it too because we keep seeing that the obviously white person because we can see their eyes but uh in this weird like ninja getup, but it, it looks, looks like there's razor blades around the <laughs> eye opening, which I thought was just a weird design choice. Yeah. But it's when... Okay. It, look, it looks like they're ripping off the outfit from Mortal Kombat Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it <laughs> does. Yeah. Hey, guys. Wrong wrong video game. They just took the, they just took the costumes and spray painted them. <laughs> Same year for the movie, though. Yeah. 94. See, the thing, uh, the thing that bugs me, I guess, with this intro is, like, if they really wanted to kind of show like how important this medallion is it kind of would have been cool to show like maybe the history like maybe there is like a king and a fighter who has the medallion and showing him splitting it in half and what it could have done you know but like we don't know the power like we don't understand it, it, it no it's robert patrick's character is narrating yeah the history of the medallion while we're seeing this which is a horrible choice because he has the least intimidating voice ever <laughs> until later on in years well, where it sounds like he's like eating broken glass on a daily basis. It's because they transition it to him directly telling his minions about the history of it, so I guess it was used with a little bit of pre-planning. For sure. But with that, it transitions to the fact that he is supposed to be our villain. Yes. But we're already neutral on him because of his voice, so he's already not intimidating whatsoever. And then we see him. And he looks even less scary. <laughs> this is the worst. This is the absolute worst. Bleach, ble I was going to say bleach blonde. It's pretty much bleach white. It's like platinum, with yeah. dark roots. Not, not just dark roots, like just the sides. Yeah. Like, it'd be one thing if it was like, okay, the roots are still dark, but they were just like, no, no, we're just going to bleach the top. It was a full-on skunk. Like, it yes, was, <laughs> it was. <laughs> and this is supposed to be 2007? It's you yeah, can say uh, modern, but like 2007, 2007, New Los Angeles after the earthquake. And this is why the China scene itself seems so much more like it's in the past because it doesn't look demolished, right? Yeah. And I get it's the other side of the planet, but if the other side of the planet was still okay, why would they like New Los Angeles look it's so bad? A, it's an interesting play on like how bad LA really is, <laughs> you know, like how dirty it is and stuff. But also, with the uh, the fight at the beginning being so current, it feels like because he he briefs everybody in his weird boardroom meeting room about only having half of the medallion. This must have happened like a week after the fight because she's relaying. I forget her name, but she's relaying to him. Lash, Lash is relaying to uh, Victor uh, that they've got it. Yeah. And then we cut to him after he's done telling everyone the history of it, being like, I need the other half. Yes. So it, it feels like both events were very close together. Yes. Um, what do we think of New L.A.? Well, it's just New Angeles. New Angeles. Not New Los Angeles, New yeah, Angeles. New I might have said New Los Angeles. I thought it said New Los Angeles because people do refer to different parts as Old Los Angeles. That's just me. New uh, Angeles it is. I mean, if, it depends on what really you think they're going for, right? Because they seem to be going for, like, a, a comedic look at how ridiculous L.A. could be, right? Like, they were talking about smog and, like, poison rain coming down and, like, using jackhammers to hold up the buildings. Like, it was over the top. And none of it is necessary. No, no. it, it doesn't it. change the story whatsoever. This could be completely 
perfectly fine modern day Los Angeles and the story would still work exactly the same. Yep. So we abandon that immediately and meet our heroes, Billy and Jimmy Lee. Bimmy? Bimmy and Jimmy, <laughs> for, for any video game fans out there, uh, in a tag team karate fight. Yep. Which underground. I, underground. Underground karate fight, which I don't think has ever existed. A tag team karate fight? Not that I can think of. I mean, most, like, legitimate martial arts is not tag team. Yeah. This isn't legitimate. It's clearly uh, it's but still even like <laughs> it's like they were mass they're, they're pit fighting they're for money. But matching like pit fight I don't know. It just seems really weird. Pit fighting you would think again, it's a one on one. You're betting on one person, right? Yes, but there's two characters you see. <sighs> so they need to make it tag team. <laughs> yeah, but there are there are two characters without <laughs> any decent character growth in the beginning or character personality that it, it seems like they just took one person and split them into two and gave them half of the writing. Oh, yeah. See, you know what? I think this same kind of story could have been told if they had the two brothers one-on-one -on -one fighting each other and they planned it out that one would throw the fight for money and then they get caught cheating and they get like thrown out of the building and people are chasing them to beat them up over the cheating. I think no, that no, would have been... See, a See, way better way to tell this kind the of story. issue with what you just said is that it's good. Is that it's good? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's good to the point where I feel like I've actually seen that in a movie, right? <laughs> um, but the brothers are disqualified because of child antics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, a, in a pit fight. Yeah. Well, you obviously the best the best thing you can do in a pit fight is jump on your opponent's back and give him a noogie. Give him a noogie. Why is that a disqualification? Her. Right? Because this is a serious <laughs> underground karate pit fight. See, I actually thought that it was because after that, he falls and knocks down the referee. Well, it's a double DQ. Oh, okay. All right. My next... No, okay, I did make a couple of notes here. The movie should not have been made for 10-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> because does anyone want to explain how the game starts? So the video game, the original Double Dragon, starts with one of their girlfriends. I don't know if it's Jimmy or Billy's. I don't know if they ever explain it. Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially gets punched in the stomach, thrown over one of the NPC's shoulders, and walks off screen. And then they walk out of the garage to go and retrieve her. Because this is an old Nintendo game, an arcade game, and didn't have story. Exactly. Gotta go save the girl. Side scroll and beat him up. Yeah. Um... There is, so far, there is one thing, though, that we encounter that I do enjoy about this. Okay. I really like the curfew idea. Okay. In that not only has the city crumbled, but society has too, civilization has. So gangs rule the night, and it's almost as if there's like a weird agreement between regular folk and the gangs that like from this point at night until this point in the morning, we rule the streets. If you're out during those hours... You're fair game. It's almost like that because that's exactly what it is. The purge. Yeah. It happens nightly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I mean, it, it's, I guess it's interesting. Maybe we could talk a little bit about, like, the gang societies, too. Like, it gave me some hints and reminders of things like the Warriors, you know? I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because I was thinking about, like, the Baseball Furies. Like, yeah. That, like, that's a really stupid gang. And then we see the clowns. I was like, well, they just trumped it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Um, but Sandra, we get the Mohawks after that. Do you want to describe the Mohawks' appearance? Did they all have Mohawks? Brilliant! <laughs> Paul Dini's story-writing gold. 
Um, but this is where you actually get the introduction to the Mohawks. They have, you know, a, a plant on the side of the road to try and lure victims in. But they almost do function like a police force. In that list, they entrap you in it. But, you know, uh, Billy looks it up on the computer. And it's like, okay, there, there's a $50 fine and they'll let you go. Yeah. Similar to like getting a speeding ticket, but just obviously more underhanded. But there's, money. there even is like a bit of a system to the gangs. Because theoretically, had they won the fight, had some prize money, they could have just given... 50 bucks and moved on yeah mm -hmm. they didn't have the prize money because billy got eliminated and then he was mad at jimmy they're like oh you were playing it too safe it's like yes but we still could have won the money we want money, <laughs> yes, <laughs> money. <laughs> this is the goal <laughs> but yeah they, they do stop the lee brothers and satori who we haven't mentioned yet she's basically the surrogate mother for the lee brothers uh after their father died i don't know if it really mentions their mother i don't remember that they do not mention the relationship at all. There's a scene later in the movie where Billy's like, after our parents died, she was the only one that was going to look after us. And they don't explain how they came upon her, <laughs> why she took them in. It, it's just Yeah, cause. was there like a relation, right? Like cousin or was it could've, even... Are they, are they... Is it her sister or it, their sister? Legitimately right? could have just been, hey, this is... Jenny, the girlfriend, like in the video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just one of their girlfriends, and she's with them and helping take care of them. But no, it's just no. female accomplice. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Uh, I need to ask you both about the design of the cars in this movie. <laughs> From Mad Max? Okay, yeah. you can ask me about the cars, but don't ask me about their technology. <laughs> okay, because I, I have a question here. <laughs> the cars? Question mark? Incinerator? Question mark? Spray cheese? Question mark. <laughs> so uh, I mean, okay, clearly they got some things really right with this because I mean, spray cheese is terrible for you. It is flammable. <laughs> hey, these uh, tanks that give them the additional pr propellant to get away from the villains—they're putting like trash in it. So yeah. you know, they're eco-friendly i agree my only concern with it is they open this tank yeah and it's like it's glowing red and you're like oh it's not safe but when billy's shoving stuff into it his hand is practically going right into the thing oh, yeah. it's right into the fire yeah <laughs> what are you doing it ain't hot not <laughs> definitely not a red light bulb at the bottom but of that at one point they're trying to get away and they're yeah. kind of they hit like some garbage cans and billy reaches out of the window and grabs more newspaper so like that's a subtle thing, but it's like, yeah, like you can keep grabbing these resources, and then of course, yes, spray cheese because uh, I guess you keep it in your glove compartment. And it says, yeah. like, do not like like combustible. Do not combust. It's combustible. And he shoves it in the tank, and instead of just blowing the car up, it actually does make them. <laughs> it's like a nitro boost. <laughs> Whoa! Can you imagine the car actually does explode? Satori's dead at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's horribly scarred. <laughs> Jimmy's dragging him down an alleyway. Like, greatest double dragon movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's just got darker than the game. Um, but yeah, we get the uh, the Lee brothers Ugg and home joke, <laughs> which did make me laugh as a kid and kind of made me laugh, but I was embarrassed this time. It actually made me laugh more just hearing. I don't know what the accomplice to Abobo's name is. No. But when he says it, I was like, oh, that's actually pretty funny. It's not funny how Abobo takes forever to get it, and then eventually he's like, oh, I get it. It's like, <laughs> no, no, just you should have just left it at the, the first time. So they crash both cars. 
Um, Billy and Jimmy are ready to fight, take their stance. Abobo approaches, but then abandons the fight and walks off at the last second. And the brothers think that's because they were threatening enough, but it's actually a gang uh, scaling down the wall behind them. And this is the power core. <laughs> which, the pain in your face saying that. <laughs> I, it's so fucking dumb. I, I hate it. And it, like Paul Dini, come on, man. <laughs> fucking do better. Do better. If your story that you came up with was we should adapt Double Dragon into a movie and left it at that, I'm not going to blame you. But I'm pretty sure it's not the case. So you fucked up. I really do feel like if they wanted to do Double Dragon, Literally, just have the girlfriend kidnap like it, add some side characters to help them on the way, but just have them go rescue her from gangs. That yeah. can make a good martial arts yeah. movie. Yeah, and I mean, like, okay, yeah, it's ripping on the warriors a little bit, in a sense, but that's like, fine. that's okay. That. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? The Warriors is an amazing film. Exactly. Instead of a gang trying to make it home through groups of gangs, have two brothers trying to save one's girlfriend from a bunch of gangs not knowing where they are. And if you want to put them up against multiple gangs, just have it that they have to go through different gangs' territories to get to yeah. where she's being held. Yeah. Now they have a reason to fight all these different gangs. Yeah. I do want to say one thing about the crash for the cars. Okay. When Abobo was following them and his, like, very advanced technology His system, bumper cam. Yeah, which somehow re-renders the image into terrible animations. It's telling him it's too narrow, it's too narrow, slow down, or whatever. And then he crashes, but there's enough room for the vehicle's back to jump up and wedge in like a 45 degree angle. It's like, if there was room for that to happen, you wouldn't have crashed. Yeah. And yeah. he kicks the door open, and like there's tons of room yeah. when he kicks well, the door open. That's because open it's on an angle now, you yeah. see. The car can't drive straight through, but it can slide through sideways almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. So, Marion played by Alyssa Milano, is the leader of the Power Corps. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to... I, it's such a dumb name. My note even says right here, they're saved by the, quote, Power Corps. Dumb as fuck. <laughs> but yeah, we get Marion, who's also bleach blonde. Too much bleach in this movie. Um, and then, after that, Satori explains the medallion to us. Again. So now we've got the history told twice. Right down to what each half means. You brought up a point when we were watching it that she split it. Yeah, because the only new information we get on her exposition dump that we didn't already get from Robert Patrick's narration is that she was the keeper when it was handed down to her, and she split it in half, separating them on different parts of the world in order to prevent them from falling into evil heads. That makes sense. But the whole time I'm like, it's metal. And it's not like it's like, oh, I, I, you know, used machinery to cut it in half. Like, it's jagged as if it was literally split. It's like, what did you use? It's almost as if they're supposed to fit together. Yeah. Um, my question there is, how did she know that would work? This magic man. Like, can you imagine she breaks it and someone else is like, oh, you fucked it. It's broken now. <laughs> yeah. Now neither half of it. Oh, it's <laughs> junk thrown out, right? But that's what I mean. With, when I was mentioning earlier, it's like with the intro, if they would have explained that, like, okay, the reason why it was separated, you know, was to prevent this and actually told that part of the story right then, we wouldn't need the second exposition, for one, and it would have maybe helped a little bit with, like, okay, it's not useless on its own as a hat, you know? So, back at, uh, at Victor's office, or whatever it is, um, 
we learn that his drive is that he wants to own his own city. My idea there is, I think you could pretty much do that anywhere. Like a smaller city, if, you're, if that's all you want. He doesn't really specify why he wants the city. Take a smaller one. But he's upset that Abobo did not get the dragon. And Sandro, you brought up a very good point that Abobo addresses kind of in this. And he didn't know he was looking for it. Exactly. It, like, Victor shared this information with his lackeys, but not the gangs. So the fact that Abobo even tells him, yeah, the Lees had this half of the medallion is an additional information that he would have never gotten. You should be rewarded. He probably wouldn't even retain it anyway, though. No, but now it's like, <laughs> you've given him a lead. Yeah. Now he knows who to look for to get the medallion. Yeah. But I instead, mean, but instead, he's mad at him. Here's <laughs> a question, though. Why would Victor know to go after the Lees to get the medallion? I mean, he clearly knew, or he must know, um... Like, that she had the medallion. At some point, I guess, yeah. When Abobo pulls them over, he sees the medallion on her when he goes to the back seat. Yeah, I mean, And then they sharing. look up their identities. It's yeah. simple. Maybe one of the most <laughs> simple parts of the movie. And I have a, a big problem with that, which comes up very soon. Okay. But uh, Victor decides he's got... He's going to use another plan that he came up with. And that is to take everyone to the basement of the skyscraper he's in, I guess. Yeah. Using their CGI elevator. Which is completely pointless. No, it's just to start showing more CGI in the movie, which is where the movie takes Clearly a shines. Real yeah. nosedive. Oh, oh god. <laughs> the special effects in this are bad. <laughs> yeah, the practical effects, even. Like, the CGI is bad. The practical effects are absolutely terrible. <laughs> um, but yes, we do take the CGI elevator down to the basement, where we learn that Victor has uh, developed submolecular steroids, which gives people a strength of 10 men, and he wants Abobo to use them. But Abobo already says he has the strength of 10 men, so what's the point? This will give him the strength of 10 times that. Yes. All I can say at this 50 point men. is that Abobo <laughs> is clearly just correct about everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I didn't know, so why didn't you tell me beforehand? And I'm already strong. I don't need to be as strong as ten. You know men. what would have been better down there? Yeah, a device that increased his intelligence tenfold. Yeah, that at least you could have an <laughs> argument with. But I mean, he's the only one who's smart enough to call him on this shit yeah. right now. Repe repeatedly. <laughs> well, smart enough to point out that it's not his fault. Dumb enough to call out. Victor for being Because like, <laughs> it's not going to go well for a Bobo. The part that I just find hilarious is that the machine opens. Like, it's getting ready for him to sit in it. Yeah. And he just starts screaming. It's just a chair. Yeah, it's but, just a chair. Like, sit, him, sit him down, strap him into it, and then have him scream like, oh, the procedure hurts. No, he's afraid of a chair. Or if it, like, when the chair lifts up, there's, like, needles sticking out of it. Or, like, you know, blades or something like that that looks like it's going to hurt. Right? right? But no, it's it's like a dentist chair. There's nothing wrong there. I think you just answered your own question. Oh, that's pretty terrifying, I suppose, yeah. too. Maybe he's afraid of the dentist. Yeah. So we cut from Abobo's horrifying scream to Marion's horrifying wig that she's putting on in the bathroom, uh, hiding her uh, her blonde hair from her father. Yes, Sandro? I can. Well, it's kind of like a Clark Kent disguise, unless her dad has actually seen her with the power core. Ha covering her hairstyle is not going to change anything, 
And even if her dad saw her with the power core with her blonde hair, I'm pretty sure he'd recognize yeah, her. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is that, like, it's almost like ultra-conservative, don't dye your hair sort of idea. It would only yeah. work if, like, every member of the power core had this hairstyle. Oh, uh, that would be the... That would actually be really good. No, no I, good is not the term I would use for No, that. but it would make sense. It would make sense. I would be very angry. I don't want to see that much bleach blonde hair. <laughs> I'm not saying I want to see that. I'm just saying that's the only reason it would make sense. Because otherwise, why doesn't she just have a blonde haircut? Here, you, know, you know what would make more sense? Fucking wear a mask. <laughs> Put a bandana over your face. <laughs> Come on. Too smart. Too yeah. smart. I hope my wig doesn't fall off throughout the day and my police officer father sees that I have bleach blonde hair and I'm the leader of the power core. <laughs> How about you wear a hat and a mask? <laughs> a hood. A, a hood. hood. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Marion's father is a cop who hates the power core. So because we the media has driven him to believe that. Yes. Yes. We cut from there. <laughs> is there more you would like to say? Well, uh, this is something I've been waiting to say maybe towards the end of the review. But you get this impression that uh, Victor, because I can't remember what he wants to be called, um, already has, has his own serial, controls the media narrative. He kind of already owns the city. I know, he, if he controls all the gangs, it's like, He's the one You're that has good. the deal with the police officers Last to keep them off the road at night. It's like, you kind of already have a city. Lash calls him Mayor Shuko. So is he the mayor of the city? Which Probably. would be even better, because it would, yeah. Probably. Job's done, man. <laughs> you own the city. But we, we do cut to the Lee's home, which is a beat-to-shit abandoned theater. But upon first glance, really reminds me of the Ninja Turtles, like, sewer home, mm. where there's just trash everywhere, and they're making it livable to the least effort possible. They're not living there, they're squatting there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because if we were living there, we'd pick up a broom. Yeah. And he does. <laughs> but not for cleaning purposes, unless it's for a certain person's clock. Well... Oh, that was I, good. I beat you that to was it. So good. I beat you He's only happy because he was going to say it. I was. See? I really was. See? Yeah. That's how it works here. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Shuko and his gang show up, um, revealing to Satori that he has one of the dragons. And of course, he does it right after she says, You'll never get it. Yeah. I love that because in any movie or show, if somebody says something like, You'll never get it, they're going to get it. Yeah. And he, he knows that she had the dragons originally, right? Yes. Why hide half of it? Why just hide half in China and keep the other half around she, your neck? She seems to have a very <laughs> strong knowledge of the dragons and how they function. Why not just keep the whole thing yeah. and use the power? <laughs> but, like, she obviously, she doesn't care. She doesn't care about it whatsoever. She gets rid of half, wears the other half herself, and when she's not wearing it, she gives it to idiot um, Billy, Billy. <laughs> who, who doesn't question it. He's like, oh, that's fucking cool. And he's just wearing it like... Look at the power of body, dude. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh, God. Yeah, we're saying body and mind before instead of body and soul. He needs power of mind because this guy is a fucking idiot. <laughs> it's only going to get worse. It, yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, so Shoku's gang 
versus the Lees. Gang? There's three of them. Small gang. <laughs> <laughs> this guy owns the city, as we've already determined, and shows up to get the medallion, which is like the most valuable thing to, to him, yeah. with three people. Yep. Yeah. And my next little note just says, this, this is a stupid fight. It is, it is the opening of, of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Wait, I love that fight. I know, but that made sense for that movie, not for this one. Okay. Do you disagree? Like, right down to the uh, uh, thug slipping on a bunch of gumballs all over the well, floor. Well, see, this is where you need to analyze the fights individually, because uh, Jimmy can actually fight. Yes. And him and Al Leong have some good fights, like with the broom, as you had mentioned. Yeah. Scott Wolf clearly cannot fight. No. So any of the Billy scenes are the ones where he's using props. He's it's throwing basketballs, he's breaking a gumball machine, because they're trying to mask the fact that he can't fight. So if you actually just took the Jimmy scenes, you'd be like, this is not bad. Yeah. I'm pretty sure nobody else can fight either. Because like, no, even, no. even like Shuko, when he goes after somebody, somebody just elbows him in the face and like, he's down, yeah. you know? Like, but also, Dacascus is a martial artist. Yeah. Dare put down Al Leong even slightly? Come on, man. No, no, no. I mean, th you said no one else. Those two is what I meant. Like, oh, those two can fight. Right, but everyone else in there. Yeah, he's right. Don't say shit about Al Leong. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> welcome, guest. <laughs> <laughs> so, Please come back again sometime. <laughs> uh, Shoku uses his part of the medallion, which is. To soul. flex the CGI of the movie even further. It does look very cartoonish, but I can get behind it because it's really janky. <laughs> it's really it's like, you, they, they should know watching this, like, it's the best we could do, but it's, it's far <laughs> from good, so let's just lean into it. But he has the power to... Um, turn into shadow? Turn in, Well, yes, turn into shadow, but... Um, oh, God, what's the word? Possess people, basically. Yeah. Uh, before this, though, we get the new and improved Abobo. He looks so stupid. I realize improved is the wrong word. He uh, looks so stupid. He looks absolutely terrible. I remember laughing at this as a child. Yeah. It's supposed to be an intimidating reveal. It's, it doesn't even look like muscles. No. 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 I don't, it, it's just paper mache. Like, and yeah. what is with, like, the shape as well? Like, I know they were going for, like, ridiculous over the top, but, like, this is beyond that, way beyond that. <laughs> Sandro, it looks like you have something to say. Well, if, if it's paper mache, they put a pair of nut sacks on his shoulder. <laughs> I know, right? Just look like <laughs> glued a giant set of testicles on yeah. there. Nexticles. It's it's bad. It's very bad. Um, He's also not improved in that the guys throw bricks at him, and they don't impact him at all. Nope. No big deal. Bounce right off, he laughs. He gets a punching bag pushed into him. Because it's not even like it's released from up above and it has a lot of momentum. No, no, it's kicked or pushed. Yeah. Pushed into him, and he falls off the stage into netting and is out. Yep. It would have been so much better if they if they would have done like, okay, he's he's like trapped in it. Like he couldn't get out, right? Which may have been what they were going for, and just the actor can't do that because he's weighed down by yeah. giant testicles on his neck. <laughs> neck balls swinging. <laughs> so bad. But it, I thought it would have made more sense because the, the railing that he falls over is a piece of rope. Yes. So have him catch his leg in that and he can't really move at all. Yeah. So him being able to like try and 
sit up and free his leg from a rope yeah, would make much more sense. If he's hanging, he can't untie it, and his... Like, there's a lot of situations where even if he's in netting, he can probably just rip through it. Sure. Exactly. But if he's hanging by his foot, there's no actual, like, way to rip that rope, and it, he has clearly no flexibility to reach it. That's, that's exactly it. They also make no real reference to his actual strength, because, like, okay, yeah, he's invulnerable to the bricks, but where's him, like, busting through a concrete wall or, like, punching through something? Like, that would have given a lot more intimidation to the fact that he's as strong as ten men now. Mm -hmm. This movie, uh, you're accusing it of dropping the ball? <laughs> is that what we're doing that is, here? That is the entire movie is dropping the ball? Yeah. yeah. They never picked the ball up in the first place. <laughs> they dropped him right on his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> um, Satori gets locked in a cage. Yeah, because uh, Victor possesses her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, They fight, but I don't know why... Victor reveals himself so easily when they question her demanding the amulet because he's not a very smart villain either. No, he's terrible. So they trap her in a fence that looks like it wouldn't hold any of them. No. And it didn't. And do, do you know why that, that, that cage of sorts wouldn't, wouldn't hold any of them? Because in one shot, it doesn't have a fucking top. Yeah. <laughs> just like, climb so you could just... have climbed over it in less time than it took them to kick it down yeah but uh the theater's set ablaze uh with the foamiest gasoline i've ever seen it's beer it's beer yeah they they must have poured a foamy yeah. beer that yeah the, this, this is definitely someone <laughs> just finished washing their car and dumped the the soapy water on a, they didn't on have a, a water budget hey can we take that water <laughs> no it's actually the the floor of the theater is that dirty <laughs> But as the gas is rolling down, it's collecting all the It's collecting all the I wouldn't dirt. be surprised. Uh, we need to demolish this building anyways, guys. <laughs> but yeah, the fire creeps closer to uh, a gas line that was busted when they were, the boys were throwing bricks at a bobo. One of them hit a gas line, busted it open. So Satori needlessly sacrifices herself. Let Completely it. needlessly. I yep. was complaining about yep. this as we were watching she it. She got out of the cage fine, and then they go to the door, Victor's there, they hit Victor so that they could escape. Which, and if you look at the shot, Jimmy has the perfect opportunity to grab the other half of the amulet right? off of Victor's neck in that moment, but doesn't. <laughs> and then she closes the door to save them. Why? The door would close from the other side. And obviously, clearly, Shadow Man can get away. Like, he can, like, just turn into smoke and, you know, shadow away. <laughs> and then, like any protagonist in a movie, instead of trying a handle or another door, they just pound on the door calling her name as if she's gonna just be like, Oh, you know what? You're right. I changed my mind. <laughs> like, no. Do something. In, in my fantasy world of what happened during the making of this film, is that every scene we see is done in only one take, much like Witch House, which we watched the other night. And that the actor playing Satori realized how bad this movie was going, that she purposely wrote herself out of it by trapping herself <laughs> no, in a I'm burning done. building. <laughs> <I'm done>. <laughs> <laughs> so, as Shoku and his thugs and Lash are leaving, he tells Lash to set up a meeting with the other gangs, and that's how he's going to get the other dragon. Can I ask a question? I'm not stopping you. We know that Abobo is in the movie later, and we know that Victor has the power to get out of the theater. 
Does he have the ability to survive exploding buildings? He's as strong as ten men, so clearly yes. Yes, his flesh doesn't burn. <laughs> if you're ten men, clearly not. <laughs> I, I believe from what we've seen, we can also attest to that not being flesh. A testicle to it not <laughs> <laughs> Testicles are fire retardants. So, yeah, I never thought I'd say that either. Do you know what this movie needs less of? Marion's little brother. <laughs> he's in like two scenes it's too too many we just he's just irritating and he doesn't he doesn't serve any purpose it, it adds nothing absolutely nothing he has no actual impact on the relationship with her and her dad which is at least somewhat of a bearing on the plot yeah he tries to extort her for some money and then is playing virtual reality and it's, that's it that's what yeah. he does in this movie yeah you know what this movie needs more of michael berryman as, yeah, you're not going to get that. I no, no, no. He's gone pretty quick, but he uh, he is basically Cyrus from the Warriors, um, in that he's the one leading the meeting of the gangs. Yep, and he's doing a very good job of it too, until Choku arrives and straight up shadow chokes him to death. Yep, and then he replays. Uh, the scene from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where Shredder gives his speech <laughs> yeah. to the youth. The choking. He walks towards him. There's no shadow. He turns into the shadow on the wall, but somehow chokes him in front of the shadow. <laughs> <laughs> or the other option is that he's choking him in front of him and his invisible form yeah, is casting a shadow. Don't read too much into it. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, though, because, like, I guess, yeah, you're right, how he has so much control over all the gangs that somebody would just come in, choke a guy, and suddenly he controls the gangs. <laughs> the only issue is that he didn't walk in saying, Mumbo Jump! <laughs> that was the... Yeah. <laughs> He could actually probably pull that off, though. Oh, yeah. This movie is so ridiculous. And, I mean, I'm not giving anything away. So terrible that that would actually work. I could see him rallying the gangs with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, going back to our, our best bud, Boa Bobo. <laughs> <laughs> of course he survived the fire. Uh, Ow! But he just looks like a burnt marshmallow. Yep. <laughs> I know, it's stupid. I like how you said burnt marshmallow, considering that later Miriam calls him the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. I know. He's trying to describe that he... Because the, the, the Lee brothers are like, we didn't see him there. Yeah, they had no yeah. idea that was him. Because he doesn't look like just a buffed out version of him. He looks completely different. But how did they not catch the ugly only line? They probably hear it all the time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um... Who discovers a Bobo in the the role is what two two of the uh, random power power core. Core. yeah Just exactly two random ones. Uh, cut to uh, Bimmy and Jimmy, <laughs> uh, who have now realized that throwing that can of spray cheese into the incinerator was a bad idea. Because the cheese just gummed up the engine somehow. So are we to believe that when you put something in this reactor to propel it? It has to make its full way through the engine first? Apparently. Seems like that would cause damage as yeah. it's flames. <laughs> you see, Sandro. Yep. <laughs> I, I think it's safe to say at this point that all Billy does is act like a child. 
Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean... He's even sitting next to the water with his, like, toy lunchbox. Yeah. Granted, it's full of, like, memories and mementos, but at the same time... Although, I think Jimmy goes a little far, because they have some connection to her. Mm -hmm. We still don't know what. Like, this is the part where I was alluding to where they say, you don't see people lining up, she took care of us. Why? We don't know. Yeah. But Jimmy just throws the lunchbox in the water. Now I get it. He needs to get Billy to get his head on straight, but that's kind of harsh. Like, if you do care about this person, and you just have this... Like, your house burnt down. Okay, yeah. If the only thing you have left of her is some pictures in a lunchbox, don't throw it away. Keep in mind, he's dealing with the fact that his idiot brother just ruined his fucking car. (laughs) Their, their, Their mother figure sacrificed herself needlessly... They're very confused as to what's going on. Either that lunchbox is going in the water or Billy's going in the water. Yeah. At least Billy could swim out. Those pictures uh, aren't going to save themselves. So, well, that the <laughs> the lunchbox sank eventually. Jimmy's just heartless. Uh, Jimmy would probably hold Billy underwater. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is an interesting kind of like dynamic, though, with the two brothers, right? Because like one, like you said, Billy is just like the idiot brother the entire yeah. time. Like he, he he acts like a child all the time. And Jimmy has to be almost like the older brother in this case, right? Which is strange. well, he does mention it when when they're arguing about like there's no one else to take care of them. Jimmy says like, "What do you think I've been doing? Yeah, I got to grow up because of you, you know." But you but, still don't throw away mementos of the only family you have. Stop living in the past. All right, <laughs> all of twenty yeah. minutes ago when our mother figure died, he is uh, she did she she offed herself. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted out. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Billy is also playing a fishing line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which will come up. Yes. <laughs> um, Billy also rips on Jimmy for his constant planning. Sandra, you brought this up. Yes. What has he planned? Uh, as far as I can tell, the only plan thus far that we've been exposed to as viewers in this movie is let's enter a martial arts tournament and win some money. And see, this is what bothers me even more about the intro that I mentioned is that there might actually be a plan if they were trying to, like, play the system or hustle people for money instead of just, like, let's enter a tournament legitimately and win yeah. money. Like, no, 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 no. You hustle people. That's how you make money. Not but, to mention that getting mad at him for constantly planning doesn't seem to be a bad thing. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> Why are you always are- planning for our future? <laughs> plans are good. All of two plans yeah. ever, right? <laughs> yeah, your plan was good. I messed it up. Why are you always planning things? <laughs> How about you just stop always ruining my plans? I mean, Jimmy should have called him on it and been like, you should stop ruining everything. <laughs> the better call would be like, spell plan right now. <laughs> uh, 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 side note, I think this movie hates mothers. The Lee's mother died. We don't know that. Gone. For the movie, if they come up later on, sure. Because they even say... When dad died. Mm-hmm. So mother was gone. So absent. At that point. Mother is absent. How many mothers? Because in the video game, they're twin brothers. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I'm saying, well, this, this mother is absent. Uh, Satori. It could, it could be mothers. Dies. That's what I'm saying. Well, it is mothers in a different way because Marion's mother is also gone. Not explained. Not explained. No. The only way I could tie this together would be if they were the same person. Put that in the movie. What, that Satori is their mother? No, that Marion's mother and <laughs> Billy and Jimmy's mother were the same person. 
That's why the avoidance of them actually being able to kiss Marion and Billy would make sense because it'd be like, holy shit, he almost kissed his sister. Uh, yeah, though there's still some very creepy ogling going on. Yeah, which we'll, we'll get to very soon. <laughs> uh, so the boys run into the amalgamated gangs and a fight breaks out. What are our, what, what's our thought on this fight scene? This further reinforced the idea that I've been saying. Scott Wolf can't fight, and they have him doing props, hiding under vehicles, slamming hoods, mm -hmm. because he can't fight. And the few times you do see him try to throw a punch or a kick, it looks really bad. Yeah, yeah. the only good fight moves... Just like his acting. <laughs> the only good moves were uh, from... It's Mark, right? Mark DeCascos. Yeah, yeah. Um, were from, from him. Yeah, he's like, great. Everything else was clearly just like... It, it felt like pro wrestling. You can tell it's fake, yeah. right? You should, if you want to see Mark DeCoscos kick some serious ass, watch Brotherhood of the Wolf. I have seen that. <laughs> yeah, he was the sidekick in that. Um, what about the uh, the Postal Service gang? <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, I, I when I first saw it, I actually thought they were backpacks, and I mean, Sandro mentioned it, that they're, they're the male gang, um, but they're swinging around these bags <laughs> over their head, like, it just looks like you're trying to be intimidating or something, people are swinging chains and, like, revving bikes and stuff. Sacks or, of like, envelopes? Yeah, you just swing You don't know what's in the sack. They could have put weights in there, rocks and stuff. They could have, but that, I'm sorry, but like swinging around like this is not an intimidating pose. Uh, if you actually, I've never, th I've never felt threatened by a mailbag. <laughs> if you actually look at the crowd and pause at times, I'm sure you'll see much worse. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Like, like we were talking about with the scene where uh, Shuko takes over the gangs. And they have some people in the audience that are clowns, some people that are just, you know, stereotypical gangster looking guys. And then there's one guy with a suit and a jacket. Yeah. There's another yeah, guy who's just wearing true. slacks and a shirt. I, and I know we're probably avoiding the whole thing, but the knobbly fingers. Like, oh, on the for the clown's gloves. Club? It gets me every time. Like what? And it, it was that much worse than this because, of course, when uh, Scott Wolf or uh, Billy was fighting one of the clowns, like he dives under the truck. And the guy reaches after him, so it's, like, that much more visible that that is a weird... Like, <laughs> what are they doing with the costume design? The mail carriers, <laughs> as a gang, are literally put in there for the one joke. Yeah. The, which we all laughed at. I mean, honestly, it was probably one of the funniest things that was said in the movie. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, it was there for that gag. Screaming airmail and diving off the roof of a building. But then not even trying to do a move. It was a flying nothing. It was a splash. Yeah, it was a flying a nothing. Face plant into mud. I mean, yeah, it, it got me, though. That's one legit laugh I got from this movie. <laughs> so then they kind of run and hide in this boathouse. Yeah. And I swear, I saw this motorcycle that Billy eyes up. And right away I thought, why does it look like it's made of cardboard? <laughs> Why does it look like it's made of cardboard? Because <laughs> he tries to kickstart it, and it doesn't fall apart. If you watch, the motorcycle stays intact, but all of the cardboard paneling they put on it is what falls apart. Yeah. <laughs> and that's their way of saying, oh, this mo this bike is useless. It's like, eh, it looks pretty intact, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand the like design on some of the futuristic stuff. It's just so ridiculous. How are so many gang members having so much trouble getting into I that? know, right? Like, <laughs> I, I need to take us back a minute here. Okay, sorry. Because the whole point of this movie is that these medallion halves are incredibly powerful. And if they both fall into the wrong hands, it could be catastrophic. 
as they're running from the gangs, this medallion's flying up and around Billy's head. Put it in your pocket. It'd be funny if there was actually a scene where it snagged on something and he, like, yeah. yanked and fell on the ground. Well, after <laughs> the, in the water, which we'll get to here soon, he actually, like, grabs it out of the water and puts it around his neck again. I was gonna mention, the number of times that you see him actually just putting on the medallion, like, it's like he never has it on. Yeah. It's just, like, loose in his hand or something. W what is going on with this medallion? <laughs> like, you know? Well, he, he still doesn't see the value of it. That's the secret to unlocking it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seeing the value. And, and then, luckily, there is a boat in this boathouse. Yes, yeah, so Surprise. we get the boat chase. Which, I said this, and I still don't understand it. They get out, and then they take the time to turn around, stop the boat, mm -hmm. and, like, essentially look at the gang. Yeah. Why? Why are you not just continuing to retreat? Yes, now we see that the Skidoo villains... They were well prepared for this, I guess. Come flying at them, but even if they weren't there, why would you stop and turn around? Just keep, Just keep going. going yeah. Well, with those Skidoo villains, too, they must have planned that... To be out on the water. They would be on the water, and there would be some sort of chase. Otherwise, they're useless. No, you don't. what you don't understand is there was yet another gang that was the Skidoo gang. Uh, oh, they were the used... Skidoods? Yeah. The Skidoo. Oh! Oh! Yeah. oh. Uh, but they were useless when they were on ground, and now they were like, aha, now's our time to shine. It's like, we've been standing here on the sidelines watching you guys fight, just treading water, That's and now why. we can actually get in. <laughs> they should have just tried, like, firing those rockets out of the gun barrels that wouldn't hold one of those rockets into the crowd from I'm, the water. I'm fairly certain that the rocket that they shoot out of the gun barrel yeah. is larger than the barrel's entire. It, it is. It yeah. is. But it leads to an amazing explosion. I will say this, though. Before that, there are some side shots of this chase. Yeah. And they actually did a good job of the backdrop. Like, it looked pretty cool. Yeah, it really did. It, like, it looked like it might have been uh, a matte painting CG'd into place or something. But, like, some of the backgrounds looked absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I was very impressed with that. This movie has no right to impress me. Oh, okay. <laughs> but this rocket that you were alluding to, yeah. okay? They fire it. It hits the water and sets on fire because there's a lot of comments about how bad this water is. Well, yeah, and even says at one point, I think he says, is the water supposed to be on fire? <laughs> yes, because after this chase scene, there is a news report where they're like, yeah, the river caught fire again. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly it was I, the skadoods. I have, I have. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, they, they, they shoot the, the water, and it catches fire. And that's great. You know, there's actually... This is actually some pretty good action sequence stuff. I'm sure it's CGI. Better than any of the other CGI yeah. we've seen, right? With the skidoos and the speedboat kind of the weaving what? through the fire mm -hmm. and the water and stuff like that, right? But then, it, rather than shooting another rocket, the Lees drive through a sign, and everything explodes. <laughs> it's like the boat was just made of gasoline and then it just hit the side. And then we see them in the water, right? Because the, the skidoods are like, oh, we got them, they're dead. Yeah. Because nobody ever confirmed kills in these things. No. They jump, like, they pop out of the water and they're like, oh, it worked. They think we're dead. It's like, what was your plan? <laughs> how did you know if you drew through that sign it would explode? And how did you have enough time to get out of it? Because... It exploded as soon as you went through the sign. Yeah. Like, 
Don't question it. No. Just don't question yeah. it. And this is where Billy then puts the medallion back around his neck. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, yeah. Although, although Jimmy does make one good comment here. When they're talking about how gross the water is, he's like, yeah, this water needs a seat and a lid. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, said so if you like get any of it in your mouth, you have diarrhea for weeks and all your hair falls out. Yeah, that was just start spitting. Yeah, and then they oh, both. God. Yeah, in what is like another kids' movie moment. Yeah. Um, we cut to the police station, and I, I actually really enjoyed this scene because the reporters outside are hounding the chief. We'd say harassing the chief. Yeah. About maybe the police just are not understanding the gangs maybe the gangs aren't as bad as everybody believes they're actually <laughs> mis they're completely misunderstood to which the chief says uh just as a reminder curfew begins in 23 minutes and they're all like oh shit i gotta get out of here <laughs> yeah, they're, all, <laughs> like, they're, all, terrified. they're yeah. all ironically there grilling him on how the gangs are not abiding by the curfew so they should already be afraid yes yeah they should be. They shouldn't be standing there interviewing him. They should be like locking their doors at home. Yes, even but, if it's not curfew, because the entire premise of the conversation is how the gangs are now out during the day. Yeah. If anything, it it would make a lot more sense to almost have like a video interview, right? Like where you have. I mean, I know they don't have that technology. <laughs> not in the <laughs> come on. Not in the two thousand seven, <laughs> they blew. They, they, blew <laughs> they blew their budget on exploding signs. Oh, fair. From the police station, we immediately jump to the Power Corps hangout. Okay, <laughs> all right. So this is the interrogation scene. Yeah. Can somebody please explain to me how this spinach is getting into a Bobo's mouth? So at first when I saw it and you mentioned it, I was like, it, maybe it's like spinach soup or something. No, it's it not! Look green. at the ladle! Yeah, I know, and, but then the second time she grabs the ladle and I'm like, no, that's that's actually it's, just it's spinach. It's just old, spoiled, leafy greens. <laughs> yeah, just like goofy. So some something is going down that tube, for sure. Nothing solid. It's just green liquid. <laughs> yeah. But, but you're right, like, I mean, not much of it would get down. Like, there's not enough for him to actually be, like, eating anything. It would just be... Yeah. A little bit of green liquid. Would it be so hard for her to have like a pitcher of green liquid? Yeah, and just say like, "Oh, here's more of my like spinach puree." Or yeah, and then actually like pouring right? it in there. And yeah. Like, like a bob. Looking at a bobo's bad. Looking at him be force fed rotten green slop is worse. The set design of the power cores hangout is atrocious. Oh, Lord, yeah, it, oh, it hurt my eyes. <clears throat> it is the most '90s thing I have ever seen. Nothing in that world is that bright. At it least like Candyland. Yeah. At like, least there's one realistic thing in that when the camera zooms out a little, you can see that a Bobo is being bound by some rope. <laughs> well, it's not like he has the power of ten men. Yeah. <laughs> he already had the power of ten men. He can bench press eight hundred pounds. <laughs> Later on, he escapes. From chains. Yeah. <laughs> he was tired. He just got blown up. <laughs> it's the spinach, you see. <laughs> the anti-Popeye method. Um, so Billy and Jimmy seek out help from the core. Uh, there was one thing we saw outside of um, Shuko Tower that was uh, the oxygen station. Yes. Which I really enjoyed. Two businessmen arguing over hogging yeah. the oxygen supply. Although completely unnecessary. Oh, totally. But it's a nice little bit of world building. Sure. It kind of reminds me. It only me, took a couple of seconds. My immediate thought when I saw it, too, was I was thinking, like, um, 
uh, get your ass to Mars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because it's like, if you can sell people air, right? Which is basically what they're doing, right? Yeah. No doubt about it, Zuko, or Zuko? Shuko owns, like, all the air stations. Well, it it's not us. air, guys. If you notice, they didn't oxy. actually take the time to put oxygen. It's just oxy. It just is oxy. They're breathing in oxy. It's oxycontin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It also reminds me of Spaceballs with Perrier. Oh, oh. Was, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, the power core stuns uh, Shuko Tower security with the power of rollerblading while Marion stuns the Lees with her ass. Uh... I can't blame them. I no, no, I agree with you. It caught me off guard too. Alyssa Milano is, I would say, misused in this film, but they are using her as, I guess, other films used her in the mid '90s. Um, they sneak into the vents of the tower and try to steal Shuko's medallion, <laughs> completely ignoring her actual legitimate plan, which was. And, and this is actually something that's like, oh man, they've been building this from the beginning. Yeah. Because when they scare a Bobo away, she picks up his uh, information device. I forget yep. what they call it. And she's like, we reprogrammed it to make it look like the gangs aren't getting an equal cut, which will ca cause a war inside. I'm like, oh wow. That's actually very smart. A really good idea. To, oh, to which the Lees are like, that's a stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> but this time it's Jimmy, not Billy. Yeah. I'd expect Billy to say it. That is definitely a Billy line. Yeah, but Jimmy's like, well, that that would never work. He's like, now we know they both need the medallion of mind. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the best part is, the, it's like the writers are like, look, we can throw back to an earlier part of the movie, come up with a really good plan, and then completely dismiss it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the writers also kind of like, we don't expect you to remember or retain anything that you've seen up until this point. So let's, we're in the home stretch. Let's just get this over. Yeah. Their cover is very horribly blown when Flash sees them and knocks them out of the vents. Well, they were trying to get the other half of the medallion with the fishing line that oh, Billy was playing with earlier, and a pin! Yeah. You know what's so stupid about this, too? His plan? Well, not just that, but the simple fact that, that Shuko isn't just constantly wear why if it's such a powerful relic of your uh, of a medallion why is it not around your neck all the time when they get to that spot lash isn't even behind the desk she goes behind the desk after they give uh the police chief the the money bribe with yeah. the briefcase or try to yeah so when they first get there there's nobody at the desk they could literally lift the vent Drop down, grab Bam, it. we have both. Yeah. What are they well, going to do? I was also trying to figure out who, like, we know that this is, you know, the plan. Jimmy's the plan guy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. This plan who, screams Billy, though. The, uh, it definitely does. And somebody should have pointed out the fact that medallion <laughs> is not fitting through those holes in that no, grate. No, even first if they place. got it, yeah. So if you got it all the way up there, you're, you're still fucked. <laughs> like, it's not going to work. But anyway. With the power, with their, sorry, with the cover blown, um, Shuko tricks the boys into jumping down an elevator shaft by e even doing the um, Matador Toro Toro thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, these guys are just straight up fucking idiots. They're so stupid. And he does what they, you would expect him to do. He moves out of the way when they charge him. And they grab onto the elevator cables. With their bare hands. Bare hands and yeah. slide all the way down. That would have that burned would've... so much. Your hands are gone. Yeah. Um, Marion follows, but she's wearing gloves. 
Which I makes would, sense. Which does make sense. But she's wrapped her legs around it, too. Which would burn. Which would tear her thighs apart. That have no thighs. Yeah. It's almost like... Because the, there's... Aside from, like, getting a good view when they're going in the vent, there's no reason for her to be wearing shorts and then, like, the bottom half of pant leggings. Yeah. It makes no sense. No. Except for now we know. It's so she can have exposed skin when going down this rope. <laughs> yeah. Because the gloves would have made too much sense. Too much. Yeah. yeah. So they end up in the basement, which is now a full-on monster factory. And we get some monster fights as um, Shuko possesses a couple of the experimented bodies. Well, the, the bodies were there even when we saw when they took a bobo down, but they just didn't lift the oh, bags I missed on that. the tables. Okay. So you can kind of presume, because there's a little bit of conversation about essentially experimentation. Mm -hmm. So you don't necessarily know what they are, but you can assume, oh, these are other people that were being experimented yep. on for that. Yep. And after the second fight, I believe, it, Jimmy's abducted. Yeah, they get separated. Yeah, they they get the separated yeah. because somehow, apparently, turning the fan on caused the shadow version to get sucked out, which I thought, that doesn't seem like that should work. Well, shadows are solids, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. That, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then they go to close it, and, of course, they create a little bit of a diversion Jimmy's fighting. He can't actually make it into the vent on time. He's full-on bear-hugged. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. Well, the thing actually shuts, and almost fully, when he's actually punching the thing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's just like the final shot of Billy kind of, or sorry, Jimmy kind of getting bear-hugged and then losing consciousness just as it's like the final closing yeah. is occurring. Yeah. So the police get ready to battle the gangs. At least that's what we're kind of set up to believe, and then you realize that the police aren't going to do anything. It's just the chief who's going to try. Yeah, the police are pretty much saying, we're not going out there even during the day anymore. Yeah. Shuko tells Jimmy to give him the medallion or he will kill him just like he killed the boy's father. I mean, we saw this coming. I didn't. Really? And would you like to know why? Why? Because it makes no sense. None of this movie There's makes sense. There's no reason for him to be the one that killed their dad. There's no hinting prior to that it occurred. And earlier in the movie, when their matriarch friend Satori was talking to Shuko he was saying how they had a past oh I haven't seen you since this thing and that thing and it's like so does that mean that she knew their dad then is that why she's taking care of them you know what that's a lot of questions guess what we're gonna answer none of them yeah are you shocked just saying I, I, no I that's mean fine. To, to me that uh, this I understood what they were going for with it but like I see your complaint, you know? Like, you know, we're not going to get those answers as to all that stuff that happened. The backstory would have been nice to have, but I I was able to piece together from the little bit that they gave me that, okay, clearly she knew the father beforehand and that, you know, him murdering the father is kind of how they all knew each other. Because it sounded as if they were all on this excavation to get these medallions. Well, see, now it just seems like a family affair. It does. And I hate it even more now i don't need i don't need these close-knit relationships between everybody in the movie all i'm saying is that at this point in the movie there is more than enough motivation for them to want to stop him as a villain without throwing in the killing of the father sure yeah yep, yep. that's fair so billy and marion try to get the medallion to work almost kiss but are interrupted by invading gangs yes now, what do we think of this fight? 
I'm just curious how the gangs knew where to find the power course hangout. Mm-hmm. They don't address that. Because it's not like the power core was a new thing. Earlier in the movie, when they found the Lees in the theater, a Bobo does mention, oh yeah, they live in this abandoned theater. Yeah. So did they always know where the power core were? And we're just like, you know what, we'll just let them do it. My that. only thought on this could be that, okay, so the power core are a gang, and that all the gangs essentially have their own territory and their agreements not to invade on each other's territory. But they're that's, a gang that's fighting but, the other yeah, gang. Yeah, that's just so it. They are bit, and that's the gangs. weird thing. That's the thing that stands out about it that makes it weird. Yeah. But at the same time... That's the only flaw to that idea. Yeah. But aside from that, I think that that would make the most sense. Um, we do get one line, Sandra, that you brought up that I even groaned over. Yeah, it was bad. Lash. And Marion. Yep. Care to do the honors? No. <laughs> I don't want to repeat it. Yep. No, you're going to have to. So Lash gets Marion in a uh, compromised position. Marion is being held back. And Lash says, So now who's the boss? Bam! Gold. <sighs> Greatest line ever. Because that's all she's famous for. I'm sorry you made me say that. Hey, that's. We talked about our childhood crushes on an episode a long time ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's when I started having a crush on her was when Who's the Boss was on. I totally had a crush on her, too. Yeah, I mean, not to, re you know, reveal our age or anything. There's some people listening to this who are like, what is Who's the Boss? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say that she, she definitely... Um, made me enjoy Glory Days and this movie a bit more than I would if she was played by someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, because you never brought her up in Glory Days. I already addressed that. Leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even listened to it. You don't laugh. <laughs> a wonderful episode of The Film Alchemist. It is. If anybody hasn't listened to it yet and are this far into this episode, listen to that too. It's a fun time and Griffey's a fantastic guy. Wonderful person to talk with. Do we need a Bobo being chained up in the bathroom? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we need a Bobo being chained up in the bathroom? So we can show that rope is stronger than chain. <laughs> yes, he definitely does break through that chain with no effort whatsoever. It was the thin chain, okay? <laughs> what I hate about this is that he sees his reflection in the mirror mm -hmm. and is completely caught off guard by it. Oh, like he doesn't like know. Like he right? doesn't know. <laughs> I can't feel the giant testicles on my neck. Well, he might be able to feel it, but it's possible that he didn't get an actual look at himself since it happened. No. <laughs> he can't, no. can't turn that neck. Yeah. He needs a mirror directly in front of him or he's not seeing anything. Okay, yeah. So he gets out of this, like, steroid chair. <laughs> and he's like, well, I guess everything's the same, even though I can't fucking speak properly anymore. Nobody said he doesn't know something's different. He just doesn't know that he wouldn't. Looks. Wouldn't you examine yourself he after that? He can't though? even lift his he arms can't. and touch the back he of He can't head. look at his arms. Like, he can't do it. He can get his hands in front of his face. No! Yes, he, he does in the bathroom! <laughs> anyway, the fight's still going on upstairs, and uh, Jimmy arrives, only it's not Jimmy, Josh. Who is it? I said Billy. 
<laughs> that tells you how memorable we're, these characters are. We were watching the movie, and Josh is like, but that's not Billy. And I'm like, no, because Billy's the other one. <laughs> yeah, that's Jimmy. And then I'm just like, oh, stupid. <laughs> Although, I, I do love this scene, because it's like, everybody. Even some random power core kid in the back is probably like, that's, that's not, not your brother. That's not Jimmy. That's not <laughs> but Billy does not catch on. Yeah. Genius Billy. Because he clearly doesn't have the power of mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have to say this is a great way to have the brothers fight each other. Yes. Is have possessed Jimmy attack Billy. That's probably what happened in the video game. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody confused about that statement, look up Look up the storyline of the game. It uh, specifically the NES version. Yeah, it's uh, it's out there. In uh, my mind. One thing you didn't like, Sandra, about this was seeing the the Double Dragon arcade cabinet. Yes. Why is that? It would be different if, say, they didn't call the medallion the Double Dragon, mm -hmm. because we're supposed to believe. And we've seen this before in movies where they will, if it's based on something, put it in the movie. Yeah. But it carries a different title. It has a different... Like, this is clearly, like, so they could have played this arcade and figured out all of what's going on. Like, I don't... No, it's a completely different story. Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't need to be there. No, it doesn't. Uh, it's almost like a nod to the people in the know that they took a property that was well-loved and ruined it. <laughs> They're like, hey, you see? There's that thing you do like with Double Dragon. <laughs> yeah. You know, we actually know what Double Dragon is, and we made sure not to give you that. The thing is, anybody who is a fan would be able to recognize that arcade cabinet by what's on the screen. Mm -hmm. So make a fake card and call it something different. Yeah. You know? Triple Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? Like, if yeah. we saw that, we would know. Yeah. If you want to put that homage in there, or if you actually look, every other arcade cabinet is spray-painted over. It's so graffiti you can't everywhere. see yeah. exactly what it is. I'm sure if you were to, like, pause, freeze frame, you could look at the screens and decipher and figure it. figure it out, yeah. So why not make it that that one is also spray-painted over? Mm -hmm. So you can't see the Double Dragon name, but anybody who sees that screen will we, recognize it. It would be a much better Easter yeah. egg. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Billy's medallion activates when he tries to throw it away. How? Why? <laughs> Why? It just stops in midair. <laughs> like, okay, I really like the idea because they do this, and it's a trope in other uh, uh, movies that have, like, similar themes of, like, an item that gives you power, right? That you don't actually need the yeah. item to give you power, and that I like. Like, if he would have dropped the medallion but been, like, the power was within me all the time. Right? Yeah. Well, like, that's what's happening. He's trying to prove to himself, now I can do it without this. And the medallion's like, finally, you learn the lesson. Now I can enhance it. See, yeah, I saw it. such a bad way to do it, though. I oh, saw absolutely. The opposite of that. I saw it now as that medallion is fucking sentient. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, this guy does not have the power of mind. If he doesn't have the power of body, this guy's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so it's time to, wait, 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 wait. Time, time He's to pull throwing my way. me away. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think we'll have to agree to disagree yeah. that when it comes to the medallion, we're just split on it. Oh. oh. That's actually pretty good. And then we have Jimmy that's back front Jimmy. flip back onto the platform. Yep. That looked terrible. It all looks terrible. Actually, not, 
Not really. When he backflips off of the first platform to go after Billy, you can tell this guy is athletic oh, he and he knows, knows what he's, what doing. he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Just don't hit reverse on that <laughs> <camera>. <laughs> Although he does kick Billy through the wall. Yeah. I like. Yeah. But now Jimmy doesn't have the power of body and he's just punching chunks of concrete off the wall right? and, and not being affected at all. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, he is he's possessed. soul punching it. Soul punching it. <laughs> uh, Shuko uh rips well, in Jimmy's body rips the medallion away from Billy and then leaves Jimmy's body and grabs the other half of the medallion combining the two. Uh, and what does he do when he combines the medallion? He turns eyes? into two ninjas, I guess, or samurais. Something. Demon Demons. samurai. Well, it's 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 easier to then have him split by changing the form, so you don't have to try and use CGI, which they have not been able to effectively do. They did use CGI in that scene. I mean, but to actually replicate Robert yeah. Patrick. Um, Although I actually thought that the CGI of Robert Patrick turning into the first ninja before it splits was maybe the best CGI they've had in the movie. Okay. But then after that, rather than having it actually be Robert Patrick twice, you have a different form. Yeah. I don't know why the medallion does that, but it's still a smarter idea for them who clearly would not have been able to handle that CGI. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't, I guess, explain, I guess, what the power once combined was really good, other than to say you'd have godlike powers. I didn't know splitting into two demon ninjas was godlike powers. You, you didn't know? That's all Billy and Jimmy are one person that has already been split by the medallion. Bimmy. You, Bimmy. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense now. There Luckily. wasn't a typo all those years ago. Luckily, and for no reason at all, it has a specific weakness. <laughs> Josh, what is it? Light? Yup. Oh god, bright light. A Bobo. Now deciding he's a good guy. Yeah. Rushes out and yells at Marion to hit the lights. Yes. So she cranks on the generator and the lights come on and blind the warriors. Well, they did allude to it earlier many times where, you know, Robert Patrick was wearing sunglasses and he didn't like light. And when Lash turned the light on too fast, he's like, you know not to do that when I don't have my shades on because reasons. <laughs> yep. He clearly has it, some it kind of sensitivity to it. Carries over. His, his, his sensitivity to light is stronger than the power of the medallion. I strongly <laughs> question the effectiveness of this medallion. It, it's okay, because yeah. Billy's stupidity, stupidity is stronger than the power of the really, medallion. Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> really feels like the half of the medallion was more effective for him. Yeah. Than the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> um, so the brothers kick the shit out of these warriors. <laughs> <laughs> now that the lights are on. Now that the lights are on. With just, their terribly stupid tag team yeah. move. And then they get the medallion back, transform into this, I don't even know what you would call their getup. It's a gi. It's kind, it, of, a it, gi. It's kind of a gi. Yeah. I didn't want to call it a gi because it's that not, seems that's disrespectful. Almost, that's an insult to geese. Exactly. <laughs> so these Halloween costumes... <laughs> <laughs> and make a mockery. It's hilarious, dude. It's hilarious because Jimmy's like, 
you can't get something this nice off the rack. <laughs> it's like go to the go to the spirit Halloween store. Well, okay, not to mention the CGI that they used of like the the colorful tornadoes. Oh my god! It was like the map. Yeah, yeah, but which really came, bad. Which came out the same year. <laughs> but at least the mask was like going for over the top cartoony. But then why? Why is there a spirit guy? Yeah, yeah, that's I know, a right? question. <laughs> why did it? Why did the medallion give them the power to see her? She was within the medallion the whole time. She was, I'm was, pretty sure she's still in the rubble of that uh, theater. Yeah, no, right but, not. She no, was okay. the physical manifestation of the medallion, you see. The medallion so, has a soul and a spirit that it took shape to, to guide So them. when they split it in half, why wasn't she split? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what she was going through. Oh, I She see. was half a person when we saw her. <laughs> she it was a whole thing was about her journey to find the rest of herself. Yeah. Um so they well I guess it's Billy possesses No. No, Jimmy, Jimmy. possesses. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Jimmy possesses Shuko, allowing him to be arrested. This is the moment where I'm like, "Oh no, why did you do this to Robert Patrick?" Yep. He's smiling wait, this is there. The There's a lot of bad ones. Yeah. But when they're doing the why are you hitting yourself? I'm like, Dude, you were T-1000. Yeah. yeah. He's three, smiling, three, too, like, three smiling and smacking himself in the face and all that stuff, yeah. So the police arrive. Policeman. One. One. Well, yes. Then the police arrive. Well, after. Why? They changed their mind, and they decided Why? that they were going to be good. I because guess I, earlier, the police chief said, my daughter's out there doing your job. And it takes... Five to six hours for that to sink in. But she's been out there doing their job the entire time. Yeah, but at that time, they were still also doing their job. Yeah, but they're not doing their job and still getting paid. You're not listening. <laughs> they had a change you, of heart. What it was? No, no, no. You it see, was what precinct it was, wide? It was, it was the whole time they had to discuss, okay, guys, like, who's going to take night shift? Yeah, I guess. Marion surprises the brothers with their uh, newly repaired car. How? When? How? <laughs> yeah, when? How? Like, she says, it sounded like she said the, oh, the core. Like, the core. Yeah. Like, the core. Yeah. Fished it out. Of where? All, the, all that or was wrong with it was their, their cheese engine. And it needed a paint job. Yeah. That makes it work good. Apparently. <laughs> Speed decals. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows if you put flames on it, it goes faster, okay? <laughs> so we get more comedy obobo, which I'm done with horribly and we get that shitty gag ending where they think wait this doesn't make any sense then about who possesses who because they think billy has, who does not who have, does not that, have power. that power has possessed a bobo yes but Jimmy's jimmy has idiot that power too. yes yeah. he's more of an idiot as this movie progresses yes so i think what i've learned is the longer you hang on to the medallion halves the dumber you get sure Okay, perfect. The only guess I can think of, and I, again, doesn't make any sense, is that it actually doesn't matter. That They both yeah. have both powers. Once it's combined, they yeah. both get both powers. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I like it more than what just happened. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, we get a shitty gag ending here, yes. But at least we end on the true hero of the movie, Al Leon, walking down the highway, looking for new work. Okay. This was a great great scene him and the other henchmen yeah and they have like 
essentially like those homeless signs. Yeah, burnt on like, cardboard. Yeah, looking for ruthless boss, Will Hench for money or something like that. And then also arguing with each other. Well, I can't swim. Why didn't you go get the medallion? And it's so good. It's one of the highlights of the film. Yeah. I'm still curious, though, because they do have this thing where they think it's Billy possessing a Bobo. And then it's like the whole predictable, oh, make fun of Billy. And then he pops out of the back. Hey, what are you guys doing? Oh, that proves it's not yeah. him. What was he doing? Sometimes you just want to hide in the back of a car. Yeah. The door is closed. Yeah. He's just literally laying in the back of the car. Yep. Why? I don't know, man. <laughs> the, movie, the movie cannot be explained, I've decided. There are certain things that happen just... Because they happen. Oh, you, absolutely. <laughs> Actually, everything that's happened up until now led to this exact moment because the credits roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, he's right. So with that out of the way, uh, let's get into numbers. Um, budget. Josh, how much do you think this movie cost? Oh, okay. So it was mid-90s, right? Or end of 90s. Mid. Mid-90s. 94. I'm gonna guess like 15 million. Sandro? 20, 30 bazooka Joe gum wrappers? <laughs> so, how much? Um, I'm gonna say 5 million. 7.8 million. Oh. oh man, you overshot. I overshot, yeah. yeah. Box office. <laughs> how much did this movie make? 10 million. 100 bazooka Joe gum wrappers. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say that it made. You said it was what seven point seven point eight million budget. Six. Breaking even would be about just over fifteen. Six. Six? Didn't make six million. <sighs> Made four point two million. Wow. Okay. Yep. It's bad. Real bad. You think they could have done more than that in the first weekend before word of mouth got out? <laughs> I think you just had to look at the poster or the advertisements for the film. You'd be like, no. <laughs> no. Um Moving over to ratings, IMDb, how high do you think it scored? What are, what are fans, viewers giving it over there? Um, out, of 10. 10 out of 10? Okay. Um, 2.7. I was going to say 3.7. 3.9. Oh, Ooh. that's higher than I thought? Yeah. That's well, clearly. It's <laughs> the highest it gets. Okay. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, what percentage of the critics' reviews were positive? 5%. 12. Yeah, it was 12. 12%. And the audience? 15. 14. 26. Oh. oh. All right. Yep. Almost 30% of people actually found it positive. All right. Okay. So it is time to get into our awards. Uh, we do ask our guests to go first. <laughs> all right. So, Josh. Yes. Who was your least favorite character? My least favorite character was Alyssa Milano's brother. <laughs> 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 and it is pretty much because of what we talked like it was a pointless character it didn't add anything to it and there was way too much screen time given to this pointless character what do you mean way too much he was in like two scenes that's still too much like, that is too much at, at least at least all the other side characters like they got hit in the face with a car door or like Flipped over, or jumping off a building, yelling "airmail!" Okay, like at least <laughs> that guy was pretty good. At, <laughs> like at least you know those people who got very little screen time had a purpose, right? But there was zero purpose. For, well, I'd argue that there was zero purpose for everyone who got screen time. But I guess that's, I, okay. I, that's I a disagree. whole that's a whole separate thing. But okay, 
Anyways, yes, that is who I have as my least favorite. Ben, you uh, start us off between you and I for least? Um, Shuko. Really? Uh, I love Robert Patrick. I do too. But I found this character so horribly bland and just frustrating. Bland? He had two hair colors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was no emotion. You could tell, like, he even says, if you look up uh, interviews with him, he's like, on paper, this sounded like a great movie. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> he admits that it's terrible. Is that all he said? Like, he just left it to that? It wasn't. Yeah, that's what he's quoted at. It. Nice. But yeah, like, he, he definitely, definitely went on from there. But it's, it's not worst character. It's least favorite because he could have brought so much more. I feel like he was held back by the script. He's actually very good at improv, so I would have liked to have seen him freed up to at least try and, you know, polish up some scenes that he thought could have used it. He's He's got some nice range in other movies. Yes. So least favorite character because it was a waste of talent and just didn't seem that menacing, really. No, he was not threatening at all yeah. and a guy who seemingly owned the city who wanted to own the city <laughs> yeah my goal is to own the city okay mayor <laughs> yeah yep you already kind of do <laughs> sandro least favorite character uh i thought this was gonna be unanimous but i went with scott wolf as billy lee <laughs> oh he was gold <laughs> no see <laughs> billy lee as a character was a moron scott wolf was in a martial arts movie who can't do martial arts. His comedic delivery is non-existent. Yeah. There isn't any redeeming factor for this from a character or performance standpoint. Definitely a weak person to pick for this. Like, why did they pick him over maybe any other actor? Yeah, like, he right? could have like, been a Bobo sidekick guy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you'd want somebody, no. like, I think... In my opinion, you'd want somebody who at least knows martial arts, right? Like, yes, that's exactly. Because like, then, then you can match uh, Mark's kind of prowess with it, right? And then you have the twin dragon. I would be sense. fine. I would be totally fine with Scott Wolf doing the same role, essentially. Yeah. If he was playing like a non-martial arts sidekick, who's like sure. kind of stuck in the situation, because we see that where it's like, yeah. okay, there's one main martial artist, and he has like a best friend who's not, and he's just kind of trying to survive. And you can do the kookiness then. But to try and actually play this guy off as a martial artist and like a martial arts master, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, that, that very fair points. Um, uh, he's just so much fun to make fun of. Yeah. Yeah, I guess this movie wouldn't be the same without him. Yeah. Uh, Josh, who did you have for best character? A Bobo. You know what? <laughs> you know what? He's pretty good. He is pretty good. If you, if you get past the terrible practicals for how his character yeah. looks as a character he's pretty fun like yeah. it's not actually most memorable line for me because i'll share that after but like when he says stop acting stupid he's like i'm not acting like it was done so well to be like he's just a lovable moron yes. you know and the fact that he ended up turning in the end to be the good guy, I appreciate that because, again, he is just the lovable moron. Um, so, yeah, a, a Bobo for me. Well, and you even kind of see a few seeds of that planted when when he's being tortured with the spinach. Yeah. yeah. Mirian is actually saying, like, why are you defending him? He was using you. Yeah. Right? Because he, he's stupid and he needs that spelled out for him. 
And yeah, he starts to wake up to it. Yep. Uh, Alyssa Milano. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're not going any no, further. No reasoning? <laughs> I think it's very clear. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Alright, I have... Uh, <laughs> I have Marion. <clears throat> also clear. Ah, <laughs> uh, simple minds. <laughs> hey, shut up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you have to have some pretty face to drive, you know. Hey, what did he just say? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, Josh, what was your favorite or most memorable line? So my most memorable line is actually pretty early on, but it's when he goes and he's he's actually in the scene saying this to uh, a Bobo, and he says. Broomhead, we're going to sweep the floor with your skull. <laughs> and I don't know. It, I mean, the delivery wasn't great, but it was just such a silly line to kind of set up how ridiculous this movie actually is. The entire reason that the gang had mohawks was for that joke. For that oh, joke, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> just like how the mailmen were there for that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, ben? Um, this is a line from a random gang member at the gathering okay. of the Juggalos. Okay. Um, and he just says, if we don't jack in, we'll all be vapor. <laughs> I remember when he said that. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'll never forget that line. It just it, is so ridiculous out of nowhere and so much fun. It sounds completely unscripted, too. Yeah. Like they're just like, he, say something. He probably ad libbed yeah, that. Yeah. Just say yeah. something, and he just says random shit that makes no <laughs> sense. Well, they are talking about how this new person who has called this meeting is going to have total control, and we can either fall in line or fall behind. Yeah. But the way he says it is just <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, Sandra, your memorable line? So mine is actually a line from uh, uh, Robert Patrick. And when he's getting frustrated with wanting the medallions, he's like, I just want total domination of one major American city. Is that too much to ask for? Now, there's a number of reasons. One, as we've already discussed, he, he kind of already does. Yeah. yeah. It's not total domination, but it's like, you're the mayor, you have the police force in your pocket, you can control the gangs, What's left? But two, it's like you're trying to get this medallion that is unstoppable, and you're stopping at a city. Yeah. <laughs> like, why is he not saying, like, global domination exactly. or something else? Yeah. Wait, like, aim higher, man. Where's your ambition? <laughs> uh, okay, Josh, what was your uh, favorite or most memorable scene or moment? So, I, I went with the boat chase scene, and we already talked about it. It was, like, some of the most realistic use of like action in the movie where they had like the zigzagging in and out of things the backdrop was really well done if you took just that scene isolated it entirely from the rest of the movie and showed it to someone they'd probably be like well that comes from a decent like action a movie cool action movie yes because yeah. this really did feel like uh it could be a double feature with prayer of the roller boys only Roller Boy's done better. <laughs> but it seems like that, where there's like, with the boat chase, you'll get a scene in Roller Boy's that if you isolate it and show it to somebody, they'd be like, this, I would, I would definitely consider watching this movie. Unfortunately for them, they get Prayer of the Roller Boy's, which I enjoy, but you, you obviously do not. There are enjoyable parts of it. I mean, Bango exactly. was fantastic. Bango is fantastic. He's the Abobo of that movie, but better. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, memorable line? Well, we're on scene, my friend. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what I meant, scene. Um, my second favorite scene is exactly what Josh said was the, the boat chase scene, so that's what I had. Cool. Same reasons? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, well I, already I, explained it. I expanded on my reasons yeah. when he said it, but yeah, that's why that was my second favorite yeah. moment or scene. Um, that was also my favorite scene, but I decided to go with most memorable. Okay. And that is uh, Obobo's reveal after the uh, steroids. <laughs> How would you forget that? Exactly. When he, when that he, stuck with me since I was a kid. Because you can almost tell when they're... Running away from the two... Did the henchmen even have names in the movie? They did. Uh, he mentioned them, like, once. Yeah. Anyway, when Jimmy and Billy are running away from them, and they kind of get away from them with their various different tactics, there's, like, a... You hear, like, the footsteps, and you yeah. almost think, like, is this their Jurassic Park cup moment? Yeah. <laughs> and then the, like, door shatters open, it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, seriously, when, when he, like, burst through there, and I was a kid, I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> like, where where do we go from here? <laughs> What's next? <laughs> Strap in. Yeah. You're in for a ride if you didn't realize it yet. Okay, that brings us to our final thoughts. Josh. So, I actually enjoyed this movie a lot more than I thought I would. You know, uh, going back and thinking about how much I disliked it as a child, and maybe it's because of other movies at the time that I, I just was relating it to. But I look back at it now and I'm like, you know what? This is just a bad martial arts B movie with action in it. Like, that's all it really is. If you took away the idea of that it's Double Dragon and has any connection to the franchise, that's all it is, is like a bit of a bad it action It almost movie. feels like trying to tie it to the Double Dragon license held it back. Yeah. yeah. Because they were like, how do we fit this stuff in versus, like, let's just make a movie. You, you get all these weird kind of, like, um, needs when you tie it to a franchise, right? You're like, oh, I want it to have this, or I want it to have this, or it has to meet up to this standard. But if you just had, okay, it's a movie with two brothers, and there's this super medallion that makes people powerful, you know, um, that got split in half, right? Now you just got this, like, action, you know, martial arts movie, and yeah. you're done. Considering well, the medallion was not in Double Dragon. No, exactly. <laughs> Here's a question for you, though. You, you think being tied to du Double Dragon held it back? Mario's out, Super Mario Brothers out, uh, Mortal Kombat's out, I'm talking about the movies. The Double Dragon brand still only got them $7.8 million. <laughs> so where, what <laughs> would did, this movie did be exactly without? Exactly helped it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine what they would have got if they didn't have that licensing. I agree, I would like to see what they could have done without trying to stay branded, but I don't think we would have gotten anything nearly as fun as a debatable term. There is a complete debate here that presumably this license could have been viewed differently if Mario didn't already just come out. <laughs> because You're right, if you, actually. If you, are, if you are the person who wants to make this movie based on a video game and you went to these financers and you're like, we want to make a movie about Double Dragon. Oh, video game movies. How does that do? How's that Mario Brothers movie? No, oh, no, no, really? No, no. Don't ask about that. Don't ask about that. It's <laughs> yeah. fine. It's great. It's Everyone loves the Super Mario Brothers game. If you look at it from that context, they were lucky to get yeah. 7.9 million. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, just kind of final thoughts on that is that 
you know, I, I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, and I don't know if I could recommend this to everybody, but I think if you're just wanting kind of like a kooky, bad action um, um, martial arts movie, give it a shot, you know? It's, it, I don't feel it was wasted. I seldom tip my hand to Ben when we review a movie. I don't really talk to you about it. I don't really tell you my feelings about it or my thoughts about it. Yep. Um, when I watched my first viewing on the airplane to, to come here, I got off the plane and I looked at Josh and I said, I really had fun watching that movie. I want to say that I enjoyed it because we watched it together and we were ripping on it and laughing, but watching it three days ago by myself on an airplane, I was having a blast. I cannot say in any form of good conscience that it's a good movie, no. but I had a blast with it. <laughs> Ben, uh, you feel like it feels like you want to say something. He hates us right now. If I were to have watched this movie on my own, I would have been concerned about the choices I made in my life to end up at this point. This is one of the worst movies I have ever seen, but I did have fun watching it with you two. If you weren't here, and you were, we were recording remotely. Yeah. I would be so fucking mad at you. <laughs> Why'd you be mad at him? I picked the movie. Because he's on the fucking show. <laughs> we have to talk video game movie. <laughs> now, there, there is a lot of fun to the film. Um, the acting is atrocious, but sometimes it's charming because it's just so fucking stupid that you feel bad for the characters. Um, having, um, Stewart, Nils Stewart, I forget his full name. Nils Allen Stewart in the movie as a Bobo. I, honestly, I love seeing him in films because he's always been one of those guys where, like, you're just glad that he's sticking around because he's never offensive and, like, I've had too much of his characters get them off screen, but he's still there and he's honestly, for the most part, in a lot of really good movies. Um, I did love the Double Dragon game growing up, the NES game, uh, so I was really stoked to watch this movie when I was a kid and uh, I wasn't after I watched it as a kid. <laughs> Uh, and that stayed with me uh, up until now. And, I mean, it's great to see Al Leong. <sighs> Visually, the movie is fine. Story-wise, the movie is a mess. Acting, pretty rough. But it does have Nils Allen Stewart. It does have Mark Dacascos, who I've learned to love over the years. It does have Alyssa Milano. Um, Robert Patrick is in this movie. <laughs> um, and I... I I would say right now that I will never, ever watch this movie again in my life, except for the fact that you bought the DVD for me, and it has a commentary track on it from the director. Oh, we gotta finish so, this recording and watch that right now. I need to know why the fuck they chose <laughs> all of the actions they did in the, in the making of this movie, because there have got to be a shit ton of stories. I'm sure they buried people. In this commentary, being like, this is what I wanted to do. This is what I was allowed, allowed to do. To, yeah. And that's why we don't have Double Dragon 2. And it's it was a really fun watch with you two. I'm not going to say I recommend watching it with friends. It's just, I, I'm i stunned. I am absolutely stunned. Um, I, I own it now. So that's something. You never have to open it. Commentary track. You don't have to open. Uh, I, yeah, it's commentary track. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna have to watch it. It might be on YouTube for free. 
I, uh, yeah, it could very well be. But no, um, I'm glad we had a chance to talk about this. It's a movie that everybody knows about, but nobody really talks about it anymore. Um, yeah, it's bad. It, it is one of the reasons why people say you can't make a good video game movie. Um, but they tried, kind of, and uh, failed. Uh, in closing, uh, Double Dragon is a movie from 1994. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was our thoughts on Double Dragon. If you guys want to share your thoughts, you can hit us up on social media. We are on Twitter at BSBargainBin, Facebook.com slash BSBargainBin, YouTube.com slash at BSBargainBin, or BSBargainBin.com. Josh, I want to say thank you so much for joining us in Halifax, Nova Scotia. The reason why I came. <laughs> and on this episode, please uh, let the listeners know who you are once again and where they can find you. Yep. So I am Josh. I am one of the, um, I guess, co-hosts, you could say, uh, for Pixel Opinions. And you can find us at uh, YouTube slash Pixel Opinions or YouTube, sorry, dot com slash Pixel Opinions or Facebook.com slash The Pixel Opinions. And we do video game stuff. Yeah, a weekly podcast every Monday. I'm the host. <laughs> I was waiting for that to come up. For any of our listeners that don't actually know that I also run an entirely different video game website. Ben, next week is our listener pick. It is. For whatever month this is. June. June. Wow, it's June already. What are we watching, dude? Well, <laughs> oh, I can't believe we're doing this one, but... Requested by Ryan, who constantly requested another movie. Yep. Uh, <laughs> we're sticking with the same theme that he always requested, but we'll be covering 1993's Batman Mask of the Phantasm. This Christmas, for the first time, America's most exciting and legendary motion picture hero comes to the screen like you've never seen him before. The Bat! In an all-new, larger-than-life feature film. Now, the Dark Knight confronts his newest and most menacing villain. Your angel of death awaits. The Phantasm. I want you. And faces his greatest danger. Be too careful with all those weirdos around. A soaring new adventure. Batman. Mask of the Phantasm. The animated movie. Coming for a Christmas you'll never forget. Until next time, have a good one. See you guys. All the best.